0: I'm Griffin. Steve. This is Kill to Death. And solve murders we do. Uh, and Steve, the other day you helped me carry back some soil. Yes. That was very exciting for the both of us. Yeah. Uh, it it is big. spring. I have started gardening. Spring. Uh You know this is something I like to do. Yes. I like to garden. I like to plant. Which is uh, good for me because I like to carry soil. <laughs> but I was curious, uh, is there anything in particular you'd like to see done with the garden this year? Mm, well, first of all, um,
1: I noticed that you were putting a lot of dirt and soil down. Don't do yes.
0: That. Okay, so you, in terms of me Here's carrying like. it. And- Here's
1: what I like. <laughs> yeah, I like when the plants grow out of the cement, like out of the cracks in the cement. Like it's like, wow, nature found a way to make it work. I want you to make it difficult, so we can be sure that the plants that we have deserve to be there.
0: Okay, so you you're saying no soil,
1: no planted flowers. No, fill in, <laughs> well, plant some in the bottom, and then cover it in cement. And then see who can burst through. So we're
0: giving them a challenge. Yeah, because that Uh, way we
1: know we have champions in our front garden.
0: That's right. A tree, uh, when it's growing, that does not encounter wind uh, is very weak. Mm. Uh, And that's kind of a way to look at uh, challenges
1: you encounter in life. Exactly. So I would like all of our plants to be the bravest and the strongest possible that we can get.
0: Uh, This year I'm thinking of, uh, I know a lot of people like to do vegetable gardens uh, Mm. and stuff, so I'm going to be planting some corn.
1: Okay. How does that? How does that grow? Uh, uh, straight up. Okay, which uh, could actually also be good for our peeping neighbors. Yeah, you... we have a
0: lot of neighbors trying to look in our windows, mm-hmm. trying to you know uh, get a, get a whiff of Eric. Who's that guy from Home Improvement? He lives next to us. Uh, oh, the neighbor Wilson. Wilson. Is Wilson? No, Wilson's the his friend on the show.
1: Wilson's the volleyball <laughs> dude. <laughs>
0: Uh, see so yeah, I've been planting, uh, we've got a small cornfield out back. Yeah, uh, I noticed that. If listeners ever want to walk by 1105
1: Ossington, you can uh, go for a run. Well, you can try and get through the maze. Yeah, you can be chased by a killer. <laughs> Eric is sitting in the maze. <laughs> yeah,
0: he is. He, he's just sitting in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, He set up a lawn chair, and he's just drinking. Yeah. In the middle of a cornfield.
1: And when you get to the middle, he will say, ta-da, and that's about it. Um, there's no prize or anything, but, you know, come check it out.
0: Yeah, uh, Steve, uh, one one more thing you'd like to see me do with the garden?
1: Oh, I would love to see uh, big trees this year. Because, yeah. Because uh, so far, you've never planted a tree. We've never seen a full okay, tree well, flourish.
0: Yeah, we don't have to put that out there, but yeah.
1: You've tried every year, and we've never seen a full tree. Yeah. So I would love to see any sure, kind yeah. of tree.
0: Uh, And of course, what I will do with these is also bury them under our cement patio. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. And see if they can break through. Yes.
1: Uh, If the tree can actually bust up our patio and destroy it, then that's a tree worth having.
0: I'm going to do one under the deck.
1: Yeah. I would love to see the deck ripped apart by a tree coming through.
0: Either ripped apart or lifted high up into the air. And then we have a platform.
1: A tree house.
0: Have friends over at.
1: Finally. And then no access to our house. (laughs)
0: Uh, and also, I'd like to put in a pond.
1: Yeah, that could be good.
0: Yeah, I'd like to have a pond. Uh, and we can, we can, I'm imagining a paddle boat. Uh, you know, if we have a lover over. Uh, and we can cruise around the pond, uh, feed some ducks. Yeah. Frogs. Get leeches. ducks. I will get ducks. Feed the leeches. <laughs> yeah, and that's, of course, where you just sit on the bench and then drag your arm down into the water. Yeah.
1: Well, just get, <laughs> just put holes in the boat. <laughs> uh steve would you like to solve a murder today? i would love to the
0: victim gem found dead amongst luggage at an airport today's guest detective shit dickley detective hello
2: hey nice to be here see
0: <laughs> uh you are munching on a big cigar
2: yeah i didn't light it i'm just chewing on it like bugs bunny to a carrot see
1: <laughs> and i i love your hat
2: Thank you! It's made of pork pie! It's not a pork pie hat itself, it's made of a pie that has filled, been filled with pork.
0: Yeah, you've. it looks like you've just upturned a pie onto your head.
2: <laughs> and it is sagging
1: <laughs> down slowly, dripping yeah, over your face. Got- <laughs> pork is kind of dripping down your
2: face! I got dressed in a hurry this morning, see, and my eyes were closed. And I thought I was reaching for my hat, but in fact I was reaching for my morning pork pie that I eat for breakfast every day. Why
0: are you, Why are you getting
1: dressed with your eyes closed? <laughs>
2: I was tired. I was trying to get the last few minutes of sleep in. See? <laughs>
1: That is a good life hack for everyone. Just stay asleep while you get dressed and you can actually conserve some energy. It's like when you
2: take a shower early in the morning and you get in and you keep your eyes closed while the shower's going. And it's almost like you're extending your sleep, see? I haven't been getting much sleep recently. In fact, I've never been getting much sleep ever since I was a baby. All I did was stay awake. Stay awake looking for crime and how to solve it because I'm a detective, see? God, this this pork stings.
0: (laughs) This is very exciting for us uh, because we're, we're amateur sleuths. Uh, we solved these murders, uh, but the police force, instead of hiring us, has actively told us to stop. Yeah. So this is exciting to have an actual detective on.
1: How many well, have you solved? Lo-
2: what, what do you say there, boy? How, how many have you solved? Well, I've solved about 56 crimes, one for every year of my life. Wow. Which does, of course, mean I did solve a crime in the first <laughs> year of my life.
0: Also, I feel like probably a pretty slow rate.
2: Yeah, I've been asked to solve about 10 to 12 crimes a year, but I average about one every 365 days. But I don't sleep, so I am getting every minute out of those days. I just work very slowly.
1: So how long ago, how cold is this case? Oh,
2: this case is as cold as a winter's night when you stand outside because you accidentally forget your robe and instead you slapped a pork pie on your back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, as cold as a winter's night when you're standing nude in the snow with a pie on your head.
2: So pretty exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I, I am sure the pie has some warmth originally
2: It's true, but when you've been standing out there for a few hours Thinking about, you know, the toils of the coil, the mortal one, of course The pie starts to get cold and it'll freeze to your head Then you have to put your head in the oven to warm it up so you can get it off <laughs>
1: <see>? <laughs> Wait, is this how you normally solve crimes? You stand out Better in the snow, it. N- nude and meditate on them?
2: Yes, for me to solve crimes I have to be in a state of nirvana. The only place to reach that the only way to reach that place is to stand outside in an absolutely frigid temperature. Just sort of let the blood drain away from the rest of my body. As I feel the pie slowly freezing to my head, that's when I know I've got a clue. So if, if
0: it is a summer crime, uh, they will have to wait for the result.
2: That's why my entire apartment is like one of those big freezers at a restaurant in the mm. basement. If it's a summer crime, I simply stand in my apartment.
1: smart so it's just you just reverse it in the winter
2: my apartment is two rooms interlocking one is a freezer and one is a giant oven and the freezer is where i sleep and the giant oven is where i bake all my pies
0: (laughs) and warm up your head if one gets stuck
2: exactly now you've got it boy
0: (laughs) do you exclusively deal in murders
2: Yes, murders. Sometimes theft leads to murder, and I don't solve the theft, but I'll solve the murder, which means if I find the guy who murdered him and the thing that they stole is in the apartment, it's mine. Finders her, her. <laughs> That's
1: a good policy. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're going to jail. What do they need stolen goods for?
2: Exactly. Same goes for adultery. If I'm following an adulterer and it turns out he solved a murder, well, I'll book him for the murder, and then I get to have his girlfriend.
0: <laughs> right, so we're talking about Jem case of gem yes. uh, sh- uh I'm, I'm presuming uh w- woman
2: <laughs> yes human woman found in a suitcase tragic beautiful thing gams for days that have been folded up and zipped into a samsonite tragic.
0: so she was found in uh an actual suitcase
2: exactly i was uh curious when i was at the airport looking for clues and i found a large streak of blood down the luggage carousel and just sort of watched the blood drip as it Went around two or three times, unsure whether or not if that was the luggage I was looking for. Then, of course, I pulled it off the rack and had an argument with somebody to the next to me. They said, excuse me, that's my luggage. We sort of went back and forth until they said, this is the luggage of the law. I unzipped it and limbs fell out. and You better believe that friend ran as fast as they could.
0: Okay, or so yeah. For, yeah for pretty, it was pretty, the body pretty.
2: that scared them off or it was the pie on my head.
0: <laughs> or the, it, it was their luggage
1: and they did it.
2: By George! I never thought of that! <laughs> so to be I clear, let a murder suspect get away. Th-
1: this isn't a cold case at all. You were there the day that the it went around the carousel? I can still have chilled oh, wait, wait, since I then. That could, have been, that could have been a while ago. So.
2: No, no, you're absolutely right. I understand we have a misunderstanding. I call a cold case when the pie has gone cold on my head.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. But how did you end up there? Were you at the airport anyway, or did someone call you in? Yeah, say, oh, there's a bleeding suitcase. Help
2: it. I I had definitely got a phone call saying, there's a bleeding suitcase, help it. Somebody said, please go help that bleeding suitcase. Someone's been stabbed. The suitcase, (laughs) that is. And and generally, I don't work in active crimes, but I figured I was in the area because I was eating at my favorite restaurant, which is adjacent to the airport, and that's a Dunkin' Donuts. I run on Dunkin'. So I was (laughs) over in that direction.
0: As your T-shirt says.
2: As my T-shirt says, I run on Dunkin'. So I headed over to the airport, and uh, just my luck, it was, it was still going around the carousel, the payphone where that person must have called from. There was nobody there. The phone was dangling off the booth as if they had run away as soon as they made the call. I had a small altercation with the gentleman over whose luggage it was. And by George, when I opened it up, he ran off.
1: So you the don't know. The most confusing oh. part
2: of the whole case is that the body parts didn't even fit together. I stood there scratching my head for about an hour and a half trying to jigsaw the body back into a full person. <laughs> so,
1: were there too many pieces or some missing?
2: There was too many. There was an extra leg.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so we could be dealing with two murders here, or oh, one murder and an by amputation. Somebody who
2: wanted to throw us off the scent by cutting their own leg off and putting it in the mix. <laughs> you can never be too sure.
0: The man you had an argument with—both legs?
2: No. Now that you see that, he did only have one leg. Uh, but and the other
0: was a bleeding foil. stump in place
2: what? of the other leg he had a bleeding stump oh, okay I'm understanding now that perhaps these two things were linked
0: <laughs> and then he kind of hobbled away from you
2: <laughs> yeah he had uh, he had one of those uh, 90's uh, backyard games a skip it on his leg and sort of skip it away
0: I don't know what that is
2: a skip skip it. It. where you it's spin it's a, it and it jumps a over that it there's a you put around your ankle there's a plastic string that's linked to kind of a larger bulbous thing and you sort of You kind of (laughs) round it around your ankle like a hula hoop and you use your other leg to hop over. So it's kind of futile when you only have one leg. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's- that's too easy! He's always jumping over it. Maybe
2: it wasn't a skip it at all. Maybe it was a home arrest ankle bracelet.
1: (laughs) A really loose one.
2: Yeah, he was- maybe that- I thought perhaps he cut off his leg because he was trying to get better at the skip it.
1: And he cut off the wrong one, maybe
2: exactly
1: Man uh, and do anything in a fury if you're at home
0: and you are under house arrest put a little string and a ball on your anklet and then you've got to skip it oh true that's a good hint for all our uh listeners under home arrest which we do have a lot
2: of we criminals deserve to have fun too criminals love podcasts. Criminals love podcasts and they love fun. Those are two things I know about criminals in my 56 years of detective.
0: So you try and jigsaw this body back together. Do the rest of the pieces fit other than this one leg?
2: Yes, everything fits together. And that's how I know the person in the suitcase was Jem.
0: Did you know Jem previously or was this based on ID?
2: Well, Jem is famous, see? She's CBC's Jem. That's who the app is named after.
0: She is CBC Jem. Yes, exactly. If you talk to her, she will recite an episode of Heartland for you.
2: That's exactly it. The premise of CBC Gem, the online app, was based on this woman, CBC Gem. (laughs) She was a woman who worked as an executive at the station in the 60s. They decided in honor of her to name their new online streaming platform after her. I am not a CBC Shield, by the way. That's not why I'm here. What
0: What show should we check out on CBC Jam?
2: Baroness von Sketch, <laughs> Gary and his demons. Well, if you're bored, why not throw out an episode of 22 Minutes? I haven't written for these shows. I just think that perhaps you might enjoy them. I'm for free now on CBC Gem.
0: Uh, But not the old woman CBC Gem.
2: No. This, is, this, was a, this was a woman, yeah, well, she's an old woman now. She was young at the time in the 60s.
0: Right, and I guess permanently young.
2: She's permanently young. She's frozen in time, her voice and her spirit, given that she, uh, the online platform was named after her. In any case, uh, she does have an encyclopedic knowledge of any episodes on CBC Gem, but she no longer worked for the company. She was in, on vacation uh, in the Caribbean, and she was looking to come back and uh, sort of retire. She was retiring after her vacation. It's very <laughs> a confusing series of events, but God damn it, CBC Gem is nothing but main, is not mainstream. They're unique.
0: Well, also she would wanted to use up her remaining vacation days she had racked up over the years.
2: Yes, it's that's exactly right.
0: Uh, now, who was who was this man?
2: Uh, the man who I was fighting with the suitcase over.
0: Yes, mm. the one-legged. Ankle bracelet I'm not
2: sure, but I did see a name tag on his chest, and it did say Crave.
0: Now, was he also notable back in the day?
2: I couldn't. uh, His face was masked by a large blue symbol that said Bell on the face. I wasn't entirely sure what his identity was. I was curious as to why he might have a mask on, but, you know, these days, people have all sorts of things covered out in public.
0: Yes, and back then, too.
2: And back then, too.
0: <laughs> when when was this?
2: This was three days ago. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay. I, okay. Okay. okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The, the, all the background of CBC Gem being from the 60s, I meant like that was when she came to fruition at the at the network. Right. right. That's why they named eventually the streaming service after her that exists in present day.
0: I understand. Right. But she was still a young woman.
2: Yes, but no, well, no, no. She was old. She was old, old. now. Young old apart, now, now. now,
1: right? Young in the sixties. So she is not permanently young. I was wrong. Right? No, but she's she's you know forever remembered in this app that is now her <laughs> namesake. Exactly. I understand. I'm
2: sorry. I'm confusing all my clues. There's a lot of pork juice on my notepad. <laughs> my cigar is soaking wet, dripping in minced meat.
0: It it barely looks like a cigar anymore.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a soggy cardboard tube that I shoved tobacco and ground pork in.
0: Wait, hang on. <laughs> it's a paper towel roll. Li-
2: yeah, it li-
0: That's literally what it looks like.
2: <laughs> Let me tear it out of my mouth. Are you? <laughs> there we go.
0: Do you make hobby cigars?
2: Yes, it's the only thing I could do to calm my mind when I pace between the hot room and the cold room in my apartment, just sort of snipping a paper towel roll down the middle, filling it with some raw ground beef and tobacco, heating it up in the oven part of my apartment, and then putting it in my mouth in the freezer part of my apartment. <laughs> it's the only thing that takes my mind off the case. <laughs> that's that's smart. It's definitely thank smart. you.
1: Well, um, I'm curious. Did you see where, uh, well, I guess we don't know the name, but where Crave went?
2: Did he uh, get in a car? He ran out, pardon me?
1: Did you he get in a car of
2: any kind? Yeah, trip, he or? ran outside and he hopped in a limousine. Wow. Longest limousine I'd ever seen. It blocked every gate at the airport. <laughs> This is why they're not letting Lyfts and Ubers drive up to the airport as much anymore.
0: Because of one big limousine. Because of
2: one big limousine. That's all it takes. One big limousine to make a change. That's what I say.
0: Now, I'd like to figure out the timeline of when this happened. Do we know that she got onto that airplane uh, totally intact?
2: That's a good question. Uh, from the flight attendants that I interviewed, it seems as if she was on the plane completely intact, and on the plane back completely intact. Ooh.
0: So this happened sometime during the flight, presumably.
2: She, she actually, I believe, if she's on the plane fully intact on the way there, and on the plane fully intact on the way back, I believe it happened after she disembarked the plane, but before she got to her. Okay,
0: so the flight attendant saw her exit the plane uh, of exactly. her own volition. Exactly. Oh. Exactly.
2: Now you got it, see, you're not an amateur detective, you know what's going on.
0: <laughs> now, so let's, let's talk, when you get off a plane, how, where are all the places you go before the luggage carousel?
2: Well, well of course. Is the
0: big emergency slide,
1: first you of all. Stop for a yeah. big coffee.
2: Yeah, you gotta first go to you get D's. the coffee, then you go down the emergency slide and it sort of spills out and all gets on the slide and you're burning your legs and the person behind you is like, why'd you bring a coffee on this thing?
1: Well, you run on Dunkin'.
2: Well, I run on Dunkin', I say.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, you visit the
0: Dunkin' Donuts booth that's on the plane. You grab your big coffee. You slide down the emergency
1: slide. Then you are...
2: I slide on Dunkin', too.
0: (laughs) You are loose on the tarmac.
1: Yeah. And Uh, then, of course, you go through those doors that close behind you, and you can't go back. There is a point of no return that you hit.
2: Well, now that you say that, it makes me think, see, what if she were to accidentally have put one of each of her limbs through that door and oh, closed and wow. sort of snipped them off?
1: Someone had rigged the doors to close on each limb. Did she walk like this with <laughs> her limbs really <laughs>
2: stretched out? Yes, she was an old woman. She needed always to be stretched. <laughs> She needed always to be stretched. When you become of a certain age and you're a woman, your bones and your limbs start to lose their elasticity. So unless you're stretching them at all times, you could find yourself waking up in the middle of the night with all your limbs stuck in.
0: <laughs> right. So she was stuck with them that's all pointing That's why they make special bodies for old... <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: But yeah, so this, this, I think, was still not an accident because someone would have had to collect her limbs and put them
1: into a suitcase. Yeah, that's true. And this was her suitcase? Did we confirm that?
2: We didn't confirm it, and you're right, though. It was her suitcase. Uh, it was her suitcase. That You know, I did interview some of the flight attendants on board. There was one or two nervous new flight attendants. There is a chance that perhaps this door is rigged, chops her up, and this flight attendant thinks, "By George, I don't want to be in trouble for this, and puts her in her suitcase and sends it on her merry way. Just sort of an easy way to transport multiple body parts. But that doesn't explain the extra leg in there.
0: Yes, now... Uh, When you talk to the flight attendants, did they notice Crave on this flight, or was he waiting at the airport?
2: Nobody seems to remember a man named Crave. Might be because of a lack of notable programming, (laughs) but that's not for me to say. (laughs) It's not for you
1: to say HBO. No, they've acquired some other great programming.
2: (laughs) I told you, I'm not a shill for CBC, so stop asking!
0: You can check out... Comedy Central has all their stuff on there? Oh my god, we
1: love Crave. They have some great programming.
2: All right. (laughs) That's quite enough conversation about Craves programming, (laughs) and I'm getting sick of it. You want to know who did it, huh? How far are we into this interview? Nowhere
0: near far enough. I'm going to tell you who did it. All right.
2: It was me. What? It was me. But why? We needed a spike in viewership for CBC Gem, and what's more likely to give us Spike the nostalgia for a past woman.
1: Wait, so this is going to be programming?
2: We didn't. Yeah, we're going to record this and turn it into a show. It's a true crime documentary. But I guess I just blew the climax.
0: (laughs) Well, you can put this episode on CBC Gem.
2: (laughs) All right, I just might. CBC Gem can have
0: one episode of our podcast available.
2: (laughs) And this one only. This just the, the video best, of the zoo. The best one. <laughs> Here's what happened. Take a walk with me here. This, of course, is all presented to black and All right, let's go. And
1: You're pacing around your
2: fridge apartment. I'm pacing around my fridge and oven, oven, oven apartment. Right, right. When I get a call from the top of the CBC chain, Mr. Charles Broadcast Corporation himself. We, he says to me... Viewership is down. Crave's got HBO and some Comedy Central stuff and we need you to make a little bit of a stir. And I said, "Well, I've been solving crimes for 55 years. It's about time I start doing Sorry story. for the listener. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: holding up a T symbol I'm with my hand. I bigger T. Uh what what is your relation to him? Why yeah. were you there?
2: He is my brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so you're Detective Shit Dickley Broadcast Corporation. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I dropped the last two uh names so that people wouldn't be able to link us. I didn't want any I wanted everyone to believe I was a free agent.
0: Well, in that case, the Shit's Creek connection makes more sense to me.
2: Exactly. Shit, of course, is spelled S C H I T T and that's with a dollar is
1: sign as the S A dollar
2: yeah. sign, of course. It's because
1: they're very rich, but the town is not.
2: Yes, and so you oh! think you would- You'd think it was a sort of joking play on that ironic twist in the show, but of course it was my brother, who's the head of the broadcasting corporation, giving me a slight nod. <laughs> I see you, and so, I'm including your how name. How
1: often is he calling you in to do work for CBC? Doesn't he know your your job is well, a meat pie detective? sometimes they have me
2: as an intern. I come on and make lists about the best comedians in Canada, and you know, write about some other interesting goings on in canadian media and culture and you know just a little work on the side i don't make much money solving one crime a year oh, fair enough you work
0: on commission at the yeah, police I work station? on
2: commission at cbc they don't pay very much money and god the work can be stale but hell i love a paycheck is that
0: who you're solving the crimes for at cbc
2: not all of them just a few <laughs> over the years
0: so you're you're freelance A private detective
2: exactly i'm a private eye which is why this pie is slid over my face Yeah, (laughs) so you can't see my eyes they're private it's only (laughs) me
0: yeah so once again listeners we are looking at a man in a duncan i run on duncan t-shirt a pie covering his eyes and a
1: paper towel (laughs) roll sticking out of his mouth and a big trench coat we should say as well like a too long a trench coat
2: it's very long. I keep tripping and the pie's <laughs> sliding all over the place.
0: It does look like a bridal dress trailing behind you.
2: <laughs> It's gorgeous. I have a veil, too, underneath this pie. <laughs> the pie is over the veil. The veil is made of the trench coat material, of course. <laughs> yeah, it loops up over
1: your head like a hood. So,
2: do you want to know this mur- what happened with this murder or not? Please, sorry.
1: Yeah, sorry. You're brought into your brother's office. He says, my call a storm.
2: He says, solve this murder. No, he's calling me over the phone. He's, he's brand new saying, do this. You know, I'm in right. my apartment. And I say, all right. And I uh, arrive at the airport. Uh, and I see her, you know, walking around uh, Miss Jem. Uh, and she walks into the bathroom and I, and I have a sort of guillotine set up. It's almost like a cookie cutter shape. Like imagine the shape that you use to make a gingerbread man. But right. where all the limbs are supposed to connect, there's also a blade to cut them off. So of course she uses the toilet like any normal human being. And that's by lying on her back.
0: Right, and then trying to aim up into the toilet.
2: Exactly. (laughs) And then I dropped this sort of blade guillotine shaped like a gingerbread man down on her.
0: So it wasn't the door at all.
2: No, no. In fact, it wasn't a red herring. <laughs> Wait.
1: So when was the it, it, was all the information incorrect that she got off the plane properly? No, no. Like, she
2: did get off the airplane and she went directly. to go into the bathroom to she pee. Got the airplane. Up. She got a she cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. She slid down the slide. <laughs> then she went to the oh. bathroom. Oh. That's where I dropped this thing It cut all her limbs off. Then I'm like, where am I going to stash these limbs? So <laughs> you didn't wish, think of course, about it? no i was just i had a lust for blood <laughs> i see her luggage i see her luggage sort of around the stall and uh, there's no one in the bathroom of course at this time because everyone who gets off the off of an airplane never has to go to the bathroom as we all know this is a fact we can all agree on
0: well they've been pooing and peeing up there in the airplane bathroom
2: exactly they've been hey, pissing and shitting club, all man. over themselves <laughs> body sliced shove that into her bag her luggage And then uh, I walk over to the carousel and I sort of throw it on because it's not bleeding yet too much. A man sees me do this wearing a bell mask (laughs) and he is livid at me. So I decide to put up a fight and we're kind of fighting back and forth. He's like, give me this luggage. There's something wrong with it. I hack off his leg as a sort of don't get any closer to me. Well, now,
1: (laughs) Yeah, a warning shot.
2: (laughs) A warning. A warning leg hack off
1: yeah in like monty python
2: <laughs> exactly and then i t- i rip the leg from him. he flees he runs to his limousine that is still true
0: <laughs> the one huge limousine <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly that there's no real. place to run but the limousine exit any door and it's there. <laughs>
0: it surrounds the airport it's a big circle car
2: <laughs> big circle and then when it tries to take you home it's sort of the the wheels go up on like extendo things and it sort of wheels over the city like a. Still has a
0: full airport-sized limousine. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's like a UFO above the city.
2: It could be, but That's I true. only solve one case a year, so. Yeah. Actually, you know one. what? I didn't really solve this case. I created it, so I could take that one on.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but we have eyed that UFO. Mm. Unfortunately. I take
2: his leg, I shove it in the suitcase, and then I do one of those. You know, like when uh, you realize your birthday is a surprise party, but you still want to look surprised. And I sort of put the leg in. I let it go around the suitcase again. I take the suitcase out. I zip it up, And I oh, there's a now, body in
1: there. Better see if it fits together. Was no one else around? Were no one else around at this point to to see you doing all this? You stuff it in clearly. You cut off his leg. There's.
2: Oh, there were many people around, and they will (laughs) all tell you that I'm a murderer, but I didn't interview any of those people, so there's no official statements.
0: Yeah, just the flight attendants who were on the plane and didn't see any of this.
2: Exactly. But some
1: of them were new and nervous, so that's key.
2: If I characterize them as new and nervous, it means that their testimonies won't hold up in a court of law (laughs) under the New and Nervous Act of 1989. A a nervous (laughs) year. A nervous year. It's where uh, we decided court decided through multiple cases that if someone is both new and nervous that perhaps their testimony shouldn't stand in a court of law
0: right well what we're gonna do is is take a quick break uh when (laughs) when we return it will be my job as host to find new conversation topics see you in a bit. Back on yes, killed to death.
1: Yes, and I'm still here.
0: uh Yes, can't uh, leave again. Quarantine. Steve has been sticking around for these entire second halves. Oh, i gotta. Uh, very helpful for me. Thanks. uh We are here, of course, with Detective Shit Dickley Broadcast Corporation. uh Former, sorry, formerly Shit Dickley Broadcast Corporation. Now Detective Shit Dickley.
2: Uh, you mind if I smoke in here? In <laughs> your apartment? Over in your Zoom? apartment? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Permission granted. I just didn't want to be rude. You know, I'm an old fashioned man. I'm 56 years old.
1: Well, you've been chewing on that meat cigar this whole time. Yeah, okay. I've that... been
2: wanting to ask if I can light it. And now you're giving me a hard time about it. I'm, I'm surprised
1: a murderer, you can you light it. Remember. I guess you shove it in the
0: oven and it will light. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: like if you were to take a whole tube of Pillsbury cookies and just sort of throw it in the oven at any amount of degrees. <laughs> Right, so, you just throw the whole
0: tube into the oven and then try and grab it out with your hands?
2: Yeah, that's why my hands look like the hamburger helper mitt. They're all swollen. <laughs> they, yeah, they look like a
0: pure white glove. Yeah, but that's my flesh. <laughs>
2: That's a that's your thick bone. That's my thick bone that I've developed through evolution over a short period of time because I keep grabbing my hot old meat sticks out of the oven, <laughs> a.k.a. the room in my apartment that's hot. Uh, now, uh, Detective Shit
0: Dickley, you are a murderer. Uh, you killed uh, CBC's gem, of course, to cause a stir for your brother at the Broadcast Corporation uh, just to
1: get more buzz for the concept of CBC gem.
2: Exactly, uh, uh, you the, waited?
1: the concept and the actual platform, I guess, not just the very idea of gem. That's but true. Perhaps using it even to watch things. Uh, so she got off the airplane.
0: Uh, she went into the bathroom. She laid flat down on her back. Uh, kind of wiggled down her pants once she was already there. Tried to pee up into the toilet. At which point you drop a giant guillotine. It's in the shape of like a life-sized gingerbread man, uh, but all the limbs are also cut. I don't know why you also needed the additional <laughs> yeah. outline of the limbs uh, on your cookie cutter, but uh, artistic merit. Uh, it drops from the ceiling, slice, bunch of body parts. You see her suitcase, you try and shove her in, which is when Belle, uh, a man in a bell mask and a name tag that says Crave, uh, says, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you uh, you were like, don't get any closer uh, by way of cutting off his leg. He then hops back in his one remaining leg with an ankle bracelet to his giant circle limousine that has encircled the airport. It raises up on its wheels and drives through the city. Uh, you throw the bag onto the luggage carousel. Uh, where you wait for a bit and then take it off and say, what is this? You undo it. And then for an hour and a half, stand there trying to put the pieces together, even though it involves the one extra leg.
2: My God, you should be a detective.
0: Now, again, the police department have told us uh, to stop uh, and that uh, the podcast has no comedic merit.
2: And that's why I'm on the podcast, because I know even if I admit the murder on here, no one will ever believe you. See? Bring,
0: bring, bring. Uh, now is that uh, is that on our end or uh, her end, Steve? Can That's you see the phone?
1: Ours. Hook it up.
0: Okay. Yeah, I will hook up our phone. Bring, bring. Okay. I have plugged the phone into the computer. As we all know, that has brought up the phone call, uh, and I will click it. Hello.
1: Hello. Oh, hey. I was just calling to see if I could uh, throw in some uh, facts and information. Uh, I I love facts. I love information. We were
0: uh, going to be a little sparse on it this half, anyways. So, uh oh, this great! Is welcome, presence. I am Detective Eden. Detective Eden? That's right. Oh, I see. Yes, a uh, uh, newer detective.
1: Detective Poops Eden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Hello, know that detective.
2: Voice. That's a rival detective in this town. Uh, who Who is this?
1: That's me, Detective Poops Eden. I told you that. Now, I'm here and investigating a very important case. Mr. Bell has been killed. (gasps) Yeah, that's right. Bell's been killed in his limousine. And I'm here to find out who did it.
2: Well, I'm sure the limousine could have underwent any number of vehicular accidents, as it's a very poorly designed automobile.
1: Yeah,
0: it's airport-sized and it drives through the city. It's going to hit buildings.
2: And it's a circle. There's no way you can abide by common laws of traffic.
1: Well, that was my first thought. But it didn't even make it out of the airport. It raised up on those giant wheels, and it stalled out. And somehow, up in the sky there, that's where he was killed. I had to get a big old ladder and climb up into the limousine, and there I found him in the back seat. Uh, What was going on? One of the 30 back seats. And he he was shoved into the ice bucket. He was shoved into the bucket of ice. There was a big bucket of ice. <laughs> like you would have at a hotel. <laughs> yeah. It's kinda like a big circular hotel that drives around. And he was jammed into it.
0: Wow, and, and what shape was he in? Was he limb- we're dealing with a limbless case ourselves. Was he chopped up? Well he was missing his leg. That part I haven't
1: figured out.
2: Yeah, yeah, we all know the backstory on that.
1: <laughs> what you know?
2: I chopped it off, I'll admit it again. Oh, all right. It was a warning <laughs> you chop. Have, you have
0: to remember, Detective uh, Dick Lee, this is a new character.
2: <laughs> of course, I do know that. I mean, everybody should realize that if somebody has one leg chopped up, obviously it was a warning chop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a warning. That's, uh, that's true, that's true. It looked like a warning chop. And uh, that's good. I guess, I guess that's one mystery solved. But the rest is still a mystery to me. But he was jammed in his face so forcefully into the ice that he was uh, shattered. It shattered his head. So this would have happened in the limousine. Someone must have been in the limousine. Wow! I raced around the limousine in a circle, and I didn't see a soul but i ran is laps it, is it a perfect circle like it's enclosed yeah, it's kind
2: of like a it's almost like a train or like a snowpiercer yep. sort of situation it's like
1: snowpiercer exactly and i each each part of the limousine is like a different compartment you had to fight a bunch of people in each compartment yeah and i had to run my way around and get to the rich end It's, <laughs> it's almost Back like to the a, rich
2: end. he's almost in the rich like end snowpiercer meets murder on the orient express sort of situation as it's a train made to look like a limousine almost with the m- kind of linked together cards. That's
0: yeah, true. and which one of those two uh, things is that? A train? <laughs> the big limousine, is that in Murder on the Orange Express or is that in Snowpiercer?
2: Oh, I'm saying Murder on the Orange Express is a, tra- is a murder that happens on a train. So it's almost like that kind of mixture. And yeah. That's true.
1: There's no shortage of murders in uh, Snowpiercer as well. Everyone's getting killed. And I had to kill some people on the way there. Had to hack and slash my way. Sometimes the lights went out and I had to kill whoever I could feel. And Then I arrived back at the crime scene, no one having told me anything, any valuable information. So instead I was as lost as when I started.
0: So truly what happened is you found a body, ran around the length of the limousine, killing everybody, and then arrived back at the body.
1: Right.
2: But one room was like an aquarium. No one to interview because you murdered all of the witnesses. But they came at me.
1: I know that feeling. Sometimes you have to give a warning shot. I gave too many. Oh, here's my problem. You're a lot better at the warning shots. You cut off a leg. I cut off the head as a warning <laughs> shot. I, and usually it's effective. They yeah, well, get the message. They always get the <laughs> message. They drop dead in front of me. So I, and I tried to interview all of them. No results.
2: Wow. So now we've got no witnesses and multiple murders to solve. No. So
1: it's a cold case because his head was mushed into ice, I guess. That's what I call a cold case.
0: So this this wasn't you. You have been cleared of this death, I, I think it's safe to say. You were in the airport still trying to assemble a body. or Exactly.
2: And also, on account of being older, as we established earlier, my limbs have less elasticity, so I wouldn't have been able to climb up that tall, tall ladder to get up into the limousine.
0: Uh, well, unless whoever it was was already in the limousine from the airport before it raised up into the air.
1: That's true. I had to call in a fire just to get the fire apartment to come so I could climb up there. You had to a call in a fire? Yes. You I, started a fire? <laughs> well, no. I just lied. <laughs> I called. Uh. I said there was a fire. Made them come. And then said, hey, why don't you, uh, you pop that ladder come. up there for me? <laughs> That's so hot. Yeah, yeah. it was. You,
2: said, you didn't say there was a fire. You said, it's really hot over here. There's lots of sexy stuff happening. And they, they went, okay. Oh! And,
1: and then I climbed up my own <laughs> ladder.
2: Oh, the hot stuff!
1: to get me down. That's it, exactly. (laughs) But I just wanted to uh, brag a bit about how I made those firemen come. (laughs) They love to hear about hot, smoky, sexy stuff.
2: That's what turns them on.
1: I'm always prank calling the fire department, making them come, (laughs) and they don't even want to.
2: That's a prank call to me. The person that I call ejaculates
1: that's a successful prank
2: the prank is that I turn them on
1: yeah when they're not in the mood they should be working yeah and then I they're put all the... covered in cum yeah good yeah, luck going out on the they job have now the
2: fire station Dalmatian that's who licks it all off oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what other reason would a fire department need a dog other than to consume the cum they unnecessarily ejaculate
0: <laughs> yeah do you ever do that trick where you put cum on your balls so the dog licks it off <laughs> uh,
1: so so we have no leads in the bell murder. Well, we got a lead. We got a lead? We got one lead. Who? Me. I did it. Oh, okay. What? That's right. You killed the bell guy? <laughs> yes. Why? Well, my brother, he was the bell man. And his dying wish what was... What was his name? Benjamin Bell. Right. And his dying wish... So you're Poops Eden <laughs> Bell. I was. And I dropped the bell.
2: And it hit him on the foot. Ouch! That bell was heavy.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> you cut out for a second. <laughs> now, listen. It's because there's not enough traffic to the crave, you see. And with this new murder, with this podcast and all its listenership, I can only hope more people are now talking crave, talking bell. It was his dying wish. Looks like we're gonna have a bidding war on our hands. What are you Steve, talking about? Uh, to see which service gets this episode. What? What do you mean? What other service is there? Craig's the only one.
2: Well, of course, there's CBC.
1: <gasps> what the hell?
2: It looks like we're both suffering by people not wanting to use our online platforms. Canadian <laughs> media seems to be having a difficult moment, resulting in multiple what do murders you mean, like, and moment? ejaculates. <laughs> It is the moment! I did
1: so much killing, you're telling me it's not gonna help.
2: No, unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna help. I think we need to hire, perhaps, younger and more in-tune marketing executives (laughs) on both of our ends.
1: But what about the old? They love television.
2: Yes, but they're not going online to watch any streaming services.
1: Good God, you're right. I've been doing all this killing when I should have been thinking.
2: I should have been thinking. I mean, you were doing all that and making farm income when you should have been putting out a three-point plan as to how to get the elderly to understand the internet.
1: Well, <laughs> as much as I'm going to be doing that, I will not stop calling the fire department and making them come. <laughs> that is one thing I will not concede.
2: We both have our hobbies. Mine is making a cigar of 90% ground beef and yours is, <laughs> in air quotes, right calling the fire department causing them to come everywhere and the <laughs> dog to feast for a week that's right so
1: this is this is two successful murder solves i suppose if you want to say that but there's also two unsuccessful streaming services god damn it
2: and that's much more important than any murder solved or unsolved in my opinion
1: how who, how many people are we going to have to kill before these things really take off uh the entirety of netflix Oh, yeah.
2: That's who we should... Oh, my God. Bell. We shouldn't be fighting against each other. We should unite against a common enemy.
1: My God, you're right.
2: God damn it. With
1: your big meat pie running down your face <laughs> and my tight fireman jacket, together, we could take on the world. Bring,
2: bring. Wait bring, a minute. Wait a minute. I know one thing that we should do to wait, wait, steal this. A call. Call. Bring, bring. There's Dude, a do a call. you want
1: to plug that yeah, in? Yeah, I just need to plug it into the computer.
2: Uh, uh, Hello? See?
0: Uh, Who the hell is this? uh, uh, I'm
1: detective. Any show that was on Show Me. uh, uh, Crapping. Oh my god. I couldn't name one piece of Show Me original content. Do
2: you guys remember me? Uh, I don't remember you. And quite frankly, you sound very ill.
1: uh, No,
2: uh,
0: I'm doing better than ever.
2: I'm surprised you're you coming. you coming or dying? <laughs>
0: oh, uh, some say I'm already dead. I, <laughs> I would have thought you'd been dead for years. Uh, I've got sunny side. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, my show god, me he's
2: flatlined!
0: <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> oh my god. I think Show Me just died <laughs> on call with us.
2: Oh my god, Show Me. I'm so sorry. I will say, you know, that death has made me think long and hard. Don't get me too hot about my... (laughs) Oh, no! And as we've we've established, my trench coat does sort of look like a wedding dress. What do you say, Belle? A marriage of these two Canadian broadcasting streaming services? Wow! A marriage of two detectives?
1: With my letter, Kenny, and your uh, uh, backlog of kids in the hall, we can really take off.
2: People won't be able to stop looking at us.
1: This could be the most powerful union in all of Canadian media. Oh, (laughs) Oh, Show me still alive.
2: No, it's not show me. Griffin's just coming at the power of Canadian media. I just love weddings.
1: Griffin, can you officiate this?
2: (laughs) And out of so much death, there will be life.
0: Let me get my Dalmatian to clean myself (laughs) off here. Okay. All right. Mm. We are gathered here today to celebrate the union of CBC's gem and Bell Media's Crave. I don't have a services.
2: ring. Oh, ring, ring. Oh,
0: uh, there's I one. you're getting a phone call on your end. Do you want to plug that in? <laughs> yeah,
2: sure. Let me just plug it in. Woo. I'm the Dalmatian who loves cum. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong number. E- <laughs>
1: it just flatlined.
2: <laughs> My God, that duck's so full of cum. He just died. Who's going to clean the firefighters? Oh, now gold I got a goddamn. <laughs> They're going to be slipping and sliding up and down that ladder like nobody's business. Uh,
1: sorry, so- go on. We don't need a ring.
2: Uh, we
0: can just hold hands a bit. I understand that the couple has prepared their own vows.
1: Why do you think that?
2: You go ahead first.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, ever since the moment I saw you on this Zoom call, I've thought you were one of the most impressive <laughs> advocators for a platform of media I've ever heard or seen. And I, I you think you were on the phone. Yeah, but I yeah, but I got a camera too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh listen. <laughs> it may be a marriage of convenience. It may be a a marriage uh, for a mutual gain, but by god does that make it any more legitimate? I think it's the most uh, powerful thing this could uh, this could ever happen and and, and I think it's it's the only thing to defeat Netflix. So, oh. so I, I'm just gonna say I, I love you.
2: Oh my God, that's so beautiful! I need a cat to come lick away all the tears I'm crying. <laughs> because of course, dogs lick gum and cats lick, lick tears. tears. All right, uh, here's my vows. <laughs> a giant cigar recipe isn't. It takes two uh, ingredients. <laughs>
0: You're, of course, reading this word for word from a paper.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the stalls are also written in for dramatic effect. It takes two ingredients. One is, of course, the tobacco, but the second is the ground beef. I hope that you and I can be the ground beef and tobacco wrapped into the paper towel tube of the Canadian media industry. And it may be a marriage of convenience, but see, I love you too. The president is here!
0: I can't believe it!
2: Do you have an objection? Uh I'm the president of Visual Media Online.
1: Oh, that's a universal president theme. Regardless of who.
2: Uh I'm here to say. This union is beautiful, and I'm happy that it's happening because all media needs to band together in these desperate times and that all of the detectives that are involved in Canadian media, the reason why they end every sentence they say with see is because they want you to see Canadian content.
1: All right, back
2: back to my plane. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god, he got into a giant circle plane and flew up into the sky.
0: <laughs> I now pronounce you to wed. Uh, kiss for us.
2: Yeah, you better, you better break out the Dalmatians, see? <laughs> He's dead! <laughs> Who's gonna lick up all this gum then? Griffin, get suckin'. And
0: that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. Uh, it was, of course, the two of you who were the murderers, uh, but luckily... You are now married. I'd like to thank Matt Probst, who does our theme song. Like us on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. You can email us at killtodeathpodcasts at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for a murder. You can follow us on Twitter, K2DPod, or Instagram, Killed to Death Podcast. Uh Now, that's all I have going on. I'm sure you two want to promote all the shows you have on your services. Uh, Crave, you can go first.
1: Right. Well, check out anything on Crave. You can check out uh, anything.
0: Uh, and maybe you'll have more specific shows people can can check I out. I
2: mean, uh, that's pretty much the same deal. You can check out everything. I'm going to stand by my partner on this one.
0: Uh, when you said uh, Baroness Von Sketch and 22 Minutes, uh, are there any writers on those in particular you're a fan of?
2: Yeah. Monica Heise. <laughs> 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 that's true. I love Monica Heise. Uh, but also a lesser known writer, uh, DJ Mausner, who's on Twitter as at dj masner or (laughs) 1-800-FIGHT-ME
0: uh and i'd like to say uh oh speaking of cbc uh from the immortal show red green Mm. keep your stick on the ice wow everyone go watch red green is that on cbc jam where else is it gonna be (laughs) other than free on youtube in its entirety
1: (laughs) hell yeah Kill to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky. Special thanks to Katie Lohr, Matt Probst, and Tom Shank. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook, so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new podcast happy good with chris Locke. subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good it's about forgetting all the craziness the nonsense the stress and we relax together and laugh it's a silly stream of consciousness guided meditation to make you feel good and it's on sonar network listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on sonar network but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun
0: thank you